Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom Heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. This is the Airflow Podcast. And for those who know me, welcome back. And for those who don't know me, I am Ricky Thomas. I'm a husband. I'm a father, um, a son, a brother, all those things wrapped up into one. Um, I'm an, I call myself an average guy doing extraordinary things through God. Uh, but I am here and in, in my purpose of this podcast and meaning this, this whole podcast journey was really to uplift and to uh, inform people and show them how to flow and and truly what God has for them as heirs of the kingdom. And with that, I think it's always important to take a step back and to reflect on just life and and to give people tips on life because we talk about money, we talk about education, we talk about all these different topics. Um, and I've I've talked through several episodes of just those different things. Um, we've taken time to talk about mental health before. But I want to go back and really talk about it and really use this episode um, to just let people know that you are worth it. And sometimes we go through life and, you know, people look at some of us and say, oh, you're so, you're so strong. You're so tough. You know, how do you deal with stuff? And we don't realize that there are people out there right now that are just hurting, truly hurting, walking around looking like a million bucks. They've got all the money. They've got all the the resources. They've got everything going for them, at least so it seems. But they have this internal struggle that some people just won't catch. They don't know about it. And I think it's just important for us to, to, to just step back and for me to just say that you are somebody. You are worth it. Your life is meaningful. You have purpose. You have value. And the other thing is just making sure that everybody understands that you are not alone. Everybody thinks they're on a journey in life and they're always by themselves. And, and that's one of the biggest tricks of the enemy um, and how he will try to attack your mind, attack your your happiness, attack and try to, to, to take your joy, which he can't because that's not something he gives you. But the enemy will do everything he can to find a, a, a little crack in the armor to slide in there and, and isolate you from others. And I speak on this from experience. I've battled bouts of depression. I think everybody has, and I've mentioned that before. I think everybody at some point in their lives has some level of depression and how you deal with it is, is different. Some people seek therapy. Some people go to drugs or alcohol. Some people do shopping. Some people go to food. Some people have sex. Some people have you know, there's there's all these different vices and addictions that people will use to deal with their situation. Um, and none of those things outside of, you know, therapy and, and really prayer and meditation and, 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 you know, seeking professional help, seeking advice from from people who truly love you is really the only ways that you're going to get through that. And I say get through it because sometimes we could bury stuff so deep inside of us that that you know we just are functioning we're functioning in dysfunction it's like alcoholics who can can drink heavily for the most part and as long as you don't smell it some people will never know that that person drinks they they have this they can walk around normal and they can be as drunk as 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 drunk as as you know as as you would never imagine but they can function like that. And it's crazy to talk about. It's crazy to think about it, but it's the same way when you're dealing with depression, when you're dealing with suicidal thoughts and so much now, so much, so many times now we are, I say we, and I'm speaking about all people, you know, so many times now we're seeing where there's so much information that's being passed around. There's, there's, so many things going on. Life is coming at you fast. Everything is is at a push of a button. You can get information. You can get recipes. You can get this and that. There, there's just so many things. You can buy things and it'll come to you so much. Right before I started this podcast, I bought something on Amazon. 
you know, boom, push up a few buttons and there you go. I've got something coming to my house. You know, there's always this, everything is now, 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 and there's just an, an overload, but people aren't taking time to just relax, to break away from technology, to read a book, listen to a book, listen to a podcast. People aren't taking time for themselves. And I think this is, this is why it's so important to, to do that, to, to one, encourage people and, and just make sure that everybody understands that, you know, no matter what challenges you go through, people are going to be upset with you. People are going to be disappointed. People um, are going to have their opinions at times of us. We are going to feel ashamed. We're going to feel guilty. We're going to feel um, lost. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. There are times where I felt, even though I've got a house full of people, I've got a wife and a beautiful wife and three beautiful kids, and I felt alone. I felt like I wasn't enough. There are times where I felt like I wasn't appreciated. And it's not because my family made me feel that way. It's because I was in such, I guess, it's in somewhat some, some level of darkness. And then I've seen that play out in other people that I'm close to. And I'm like, wow, how is that? How is that possible? People have, but you see that with, with celebrities who, um, you know, go through bouts of depression and some of them wind up committing suicide and people think to themselves like they've got all the money, they've got, you know, influence, they've got power, they've got fans. Like, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody want to take themselves away from life or in their life and they've got it all going on? Because we look at it from the lens that we're like, man, I wish I had those problems. And and sometimes you don't want those problems. And I'm not telling people, you know, again, I'm all about growing, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically and financially and having money and and having the full package, because that's what I believe that God wants us to have. But it's some of that stuff, some of that 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 material, the material things, the money, the cars, the, the houses, you know, I talk about how God has blessed me, but none of that means anything if I can't enjoy it. If I can't enjoy it with the people I love, if I can't enjoy it myself, if I can't walk around with happiness and joy, none of that means anything. And there, and there are so many people who are just dealing with just that. You know, it's not about the things. It's not about money. It's just about those thoughts of if something happened to me, would anybody care? Will anybody be sad? Those types of thoughts. Like, I, God, I just can't get nothing right. Like, what am I going to do? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like I'm always fighting? You know, I've heard loved ones say that. And it hit home. It's like, man, I felt that way. I felt like there's nothing I can do to fix the situation that I did. And, I, and, I, and, and there's things that you may have caused. You may have been forgiven, but you still feel that guilt and that shame. Like, like, dang, I just can't move on. Like, I don't understand why I did that. I don't understand why I said that. I don't understand how that happened. Like, I, I'm just, I don't want to go on. I don't want to live. Like, I don't understand life. What is my purpose? Like, there are so many people going through that. And like I've said, I've experienced that. I know what it feels like to, to feel like I just don't want to get out of bed. And it's not people being lazy because that's everything. Everybody associates, oh, they're just lazy. No, when people are dealing with depression, you can see it. It can be bright and sunny in the house and it can feel like the darkest place in the world. And sometimes you can feel that spirit when you go into people's houses. I've experienced that. You walk in somebody's house and I don't care how comfortable and cozy they try to make it. You can just you can just feel that tension. You can feel that depression. You can feel that darkness. And it's like, man, it's heavy. And imagine you may not be depressed and feel that way, but just you feel the heaviness. Imagine for the person who is experiencing that. Imagine the heaviness that that person is going through. And, and money, money won't won't get you out of that. Buying all these cars and clothes, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. But nothing replaces making sure that you know if you're gonna spend money, make sure your mental your mental uh, health is right. Make sure your physical health is right. We're trying to we're trying to, to please the wrong things and, 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 you know, please the wrong people. And we focus on the wrong stuff sometimes. 
And I get it. I get it. This is this is the new world, the new society we live in. Everything is about a photo op. Everything is about, you know, getting the bag. And it and again, all that's great. But what is it worth to do all that and you can't enjoy it? You don't have happiness. You can't freely go out there and live life and do things the way you're supposed to do it. You work hard to achieve something. But even when you achieve it, you know there's always going to be more. The bar is always going to move. That's how God operates. But but at the same time, you still have to make sure that you're that you're focusing on you, focusing on making sure that no matter what, that I, I know the battles that are coming. And sometimes we get caught off guard. Sometimes it's it's when we're we're sleeping and we're not physically sleeping, but we're sleeping. We're sleeping and we just we're just moving around and doing things kind of, you know, without guarding ourselves. We got to focus on that. There are so many people that are taking themselves out so early. With people with promise, people with purpose, everybody. There is nobody on this earth that God creates that that doesn't have a purpose and understanding that purpose is so powerful and people people lose that they think it's they think it's cheesy in a way like oh who cares about purpose i'm making this money yeah but you make all this money you can have the biggest house in the world you can have all the things that people dream about things you see in movies and tv shows and you can be the loneliest person in a big old house you got a you got a 30,000 square foot mansion and all these things, I, I remember, and I, I think I shared this before, you know, you hear the testimony about Deion Sanders. He's like, I had all, I had the house, the money, you know, women, I can have everything I wanted, but I felt so empty. And that's when he just raised his hands and, and, and you know, gave his life over to God. And, and people get, like, people think that, okay, I, I've done that part. But it's more than just that. Yes, you have to giving your life to God is 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 the right way to go. That's the way that I'm always going to suggest. But I'm also going to say, go get help. God gives people talent and gifts to help help you mentally. The same way he gives people the, the ability to, to physically train you, to financially train you. There are people who he can and spiritually train you and, and heal you. There are people that he has for, for mental health and we've got to start taking that in. So, you know, but I also want to talk about how we can uplift each other, because I think so many times we get lost in. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Like you see it and sometimes you just feel so helpless. You know, it's nothing worse than a, a parent seeing their child go through something like this, uh, a spouse, seeing their spouse going through this, you know, any, anybody that you love is tough and it's challenging. And, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, I want to talk about this, you know, at some point, but just my experiences that I've seen myself and my family, you know, I understand where people come from. I understand how tiring it is and, and, and how, even though it's not you personally feeling that way, how much it drains you mentally and physically. Like it's a different level of, of just, you know, you just want to curl up and just pray to and just sleep that you can go to sleep and wake up and it all be over and not over like death, but over where you can just wake up and everything is good. It's like you cherish the good moments, but you prep yourself for the bad moments. You're bracing yourself. And, and you're not walking by faith. You're just like, if I can get through this day, that, that if this is a good day for that person or yourself, then, you know, I'll take that win. If it's better than it was yesterday, I'll take that win. And you start settling for things and you, you never get that full satisfaction of knowing that the healing is there. But, you know, supporting each other and uplifting each other is important. I see Facebook messages all the time that say, you know, check on your people, you know, check on your people, check on your loved ones, make sure they're okay. 
And I know we all experience that. We all experience those times where we think about people and we, we don't reach out to them when we're supposed to. And then, you know, something may happen. And I've seen that so many times. And it, it's, it's, it's scary because you go thinking like, man, I was just thinking about calling that person or reaching out to them. And it may not be that you're, you're reaching out to them and talking to them was going to change the outcome of what may have happened. But that may have been God saying, you know, this is this is the time to share with them. You know, this is that this might be your last time to be able to do that. There's always purpose in that. You don't just randomly think of checking on somebody. Like, I just need to check on them like it's a reason for it. And and I'm bad at it. I'm telling you, I'm bad. I'm very bad. I'm I'm pretty sure if any of my family and friends are listening to this, they they know I'm bad. And, and I, I I have no excuses. You know, life has been life, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm still accountable for making sure that the relationships that I care about are are being um, are being tended to the way they should. So some of the ways that we can really focus on supporting and uplifting each other, and it's not in any, any certain order, but it's just things that we can really focus on um with the people that we're around, the people we that we come in contact with, the people that we're connected with. Um, so these are things that I really want to bring forth. And again, it, it's very important um, to listen and think about it in your own situation. If you've battled, if you're battling depression or any kind of mental health issues, think about how these things might help you or impact you. So you know, the first thing I want to talk about is active listening. And it's important because people will say, well, listen to folks, but active listening is different than just listening. You know, one is listening to understand and it's truly listening to understand, listening to hear. You know, you're listening to the person and you're not judging them. You're not interrupting them just to jump in and say, well, I think you need to do this. And, I, you know, you listen and you make sure that you hear them, you let them talk. And you give them that you give them the audience because sometimes people just need to vent and get that out. And then they'll and they may not need you to respond. They just want somebody who's not going to judge them. That's just going to listen and and be there for them. But then you also got to show, you know, empathy and you got to validate the feelings that they have and validate the experiences. You know, people go through just because you didn't go through it and you're not feeling that way. You know, I hear so many times people say, you just got to get over it. You just no. It, it, you need to understand you meeting the person who is listening, who that person reached out to. Your situation and how you deal, even though you may have experienced some of the same things, you are different than the person who's talking to you and, and coming to you. You got to realize everybody's not going to deal with things the same. And I ha- I've had to deal. I had to learn that myself. And it's hard. Because you want to talk somebody and, and talk them into being healed. And when you, you know, when, when they don't when they don't take your advice or when they don't do things the way you expect them to, you get frustrated and you don't want to talk to them anymore. That ain't the way it's supposed to go. And sometimes, really, all people need is somebody who who is going to give them an ear and be present, be present, like not somebody sitting down with you face to face. And they talking to you about something and you on your phone texting or playing games and they, they pouring their heart out to you. Like be present. Look, look at them. Talk to them. If it's somebody that you're connected with and, and, and you know, if there's somebody that's a loved one, you know, put your arm around them. Sit next to them. You know, show some affection and some, you know, emotion or something. The next thing you can do is is, is express the care and concern. You know, one, people just need to know, like, through everything, I care about you. I love you. You know, I I want you to be around. I want you to be well. I care about your healing. You know, just saying I'm here for you, that's cool. But just letting them know, sometimes people just need to hear, like, man, like, I truly care about you, and you really matter to me, and you not by yourself. And sometimes people want to... Sometimes people just want to know that they're not alone. Like, God, I, I think about a conversation I had with my wife. No, there was a time that I just felt like, man, I, I can't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on. 
And I remember talking to my wife, and she was just like, you're not alone. We love you, your family. We still here. We still love you. Your kids, they love you. You know, we need you here. And just that alone, hearing that I'm needed and I'm wanted, you don't assume stuff. Like, people, you can't assume that that because you live in a house with people and, and they that they just know those things. Like, they got to hear them. It's been time where I've talked to my kids and sometimes as a father, and, and again, as a father, we try to put up that hard front, but sometimes as a father, it's nothing like talking to your kids and, and just putting your arm around them, knowing when they're going through something, you know, and just telling them, like, I'm proud of you. I love you. No matter what, we're going to get through it. I may be upset about this, but I'm always going to love you. I'm always going to try to to give you the advantage or help you. Sometimes people just need to hear that. It ain't about putting up that hard front. And I've seen my kids just break down and cry and cry. And just felt that they felt a release. And all it took was me to say a few words and put my arm around them and show them some love. We get so caught up in trying to discipline and trying to, Man, kids these days are soft. Man, kids these days are just dealing with a lot. And I don't know if our generation could deal with the things that these kids have dealt with. Because we were able to live in bubbles because the information, the, the technology age, you know, wasn't what it is today. And I think that is what's that is what's so important that we have to make sure um, that we are keeping up with. We got to keep we got to stop. You know, and I say this generation, I know my generation, I'm 44, I'm almost 45. So I'm an 80s baby, baby. And I know the generation we came from, the generation before us, you know, mental health. As I said before, talking about mental health and all that, like, oh, you crazy? You must be crazy. You got to go to the nut house. And that's what people call it. That's why all these derogatory terms come out. You go into the loony bin. You go into a shrink. You got, you know, some some, you know, hack doctor telling you this and that. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that our community dealt with. And it was made popular. It was funny movies and stuff. They always talk about it, it was always they made fun of people who who were truly struggling for mental health issues. So, um, you know, expressing care and concern is very important. The next thing is to show appreciation and recognition. And I think. You've got to know the audience that you're dealing with, the person that you're talking to, because, you know, some people don't want you know, you don't be fake about it. You got to come off and, and, and be be very, um, you know, be very real about how you show that and, and, and not be phony about it, not not try to patronize people. But acknowledge their strengths, you know, when you focus directly on things that are that are specific you know, same thing that that you know we learn this stuff. If you if anybody's ever managed in corp in the corporate world, and you go through some kind of management training with HR, and they tell you about one on ones and things like that, and, and they tell you when you're doing reviews and you know you're talking about people's performance, never just focus on the negative. Always have something positive to talk about. You know, in this situation, you know when you're talking to people and they're and they're they're bearing they're they're spilling their their lives out souls and telling you how they feel, you know. Be specific about it. Acknowledge their strengths. You know, talk about their positive qualities. Talk about the things that they've done well and the reason why you love them so much. Sometimes people just need to hear that. Like, what's unique about that person? What do they mean? To like, what have they done for you that, that, that just proves that, that you love them and they love you? You know, let them know that they're valuable and that they make a difference because we all make a difference. I don't care. People think, well, I got to be talented in this or that. You you don't know what strengths you have to other people. You know, I tell my I tell my wife and I talk about it all the time. There's certain things that she does and she's like, that ain't difficult. You just got to do that. I'm like, no, that ain't always the case. And the same thing with me. She'll tell me the exact same thing. I'm like, that ain't that ain't nothing to me. No, you're just gifted in that. And everybody doesn't have the same gifts and that's OK. Some people are great at music. Some people can hear music and they can they can create the, the most beautiful melodies and and do all these things. And people look at them like, man, they're geniuses. People can open their mouth and they can sing notes that that sound like angels. Everybody can't do that. But you got people who can make beautiful music but couldn't sing a note to save their lives. How is that? Because everybody has different gifts. Your gift is your gift. 
but let people know that they got gifts and qualities that make them special and unique because that alone helps people to to understand that they have a purpose they they have value the other thing that, that I think is very important is and and this is why this is why people have to be careful about who they talk to and who they um, confide in because you want to be around somebody or you know I would hope that when you're going through things that you can that you would have people around you that's going to provide sort of that reassurance of hope of, of better days to come. It's nothing worse than you got. And, 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 you know, I've seen it depressed and hurt. People like to be around other depressed and hurt people because they will sit there. They will sit there and they will go back and forth. And it's like a competition. I had such a bad day, man. You don't know how bad I had a bad day. Your day, your day, your day, I can beat that. I had this and that. It's like a back and forth thing. It's like, man, you don't need to be around those kind of people. And I and I often look at when I see people say, I can't stand being around them. They just always so happy and positive. Like when you got somebody, if you got people like that, you got to be careful from that. Now I don't want to go off on a tangent. I'm just going to say, be careful about the people you're around. But, you know, as as somebody who's who's providing a support and uplifting, you know, provide that reassurance and hope. You know, let them know that okay, what you're going through right now is temporary. It's not forever. That pain you feel is temporary. It's not forever. You know, and things will improve. You just got to keep living, keep walking, keep getting up each day, keep fighting, keep telling yourself that keep working and doing the things, you know, finding out different ways to, to improve your situation. You know, let them know that, that what dealing with this is going to help you to grow and, and definitely professional help and, and helping them find people, helping them find a doctor. Sometimes it may just be, you know, helping to find a doctor. You may have to drive them there. And maybe be that support system to walk them to the doctor, walk them into the room and then step out of the, step out of the room and, and just be there for them and, and walk them through that process. Like, again, your presence may be. I may need to drive this person. I may just need to take them, even though they're not physically unable to drive, but just the fear of being judged by other people that they don't know and people about that they know. Some people just need that. Like, I'll go with you. I mean, you think about it. For, for, for those that have been inside any kind of church, when when the altar call happens, you know, you always have, you know, you hear the pastor say, you know, look at your neighbor and ask them are they saved and, and, you know, tell them that you'll walk with them. You'll take the walk with them because we've all had to do it. Anybody who's been saved and and walked up to the front of the church at the altar and gave their life to Christ. Everybody had to take that walk, but you don't have to do it alone. There's no different than this walking to help you. You know, the walk that you have to take, you've got to take the steps, but I mean that you got to take them alone. I don't care if it, what, what it is, mental, physical, anything. Sometimes the encouragement to others, like, you know, this, uh, the story I had of my wife when she was at a point where she just really wanted to lose weight and, you know, she needed, you know, I didn't do the same workouts as her. I didn't go to the same classes as her. But what I started doing was she's changed. She started doing a meal plan. I did the meal plan. She started working out more. I started working out more. I was supporting her in that. I changed my lifestyle. I I started eating differently. But just being there and helping her find the resources, helping her with cooking, helping her by not bringing home crazy snacks and all that stuff, knowing like you, you don't understand how, how that is such a big thing so be that that source of hope for them and that help that they may need i mean you may not be able to to talk them out of things but you can you can say hey i'll drive you here i got somebody that you can talk to and get them and help them get there get them all help them get set up don't just leave them to figure it out for themselves because if that was the case and they was able to do it they would have done it but it's a balance you can't force people. You definitely can't do that. 
the other thing you can do is is you know acts of kindness and like I talked about just a second ago, you know, sometimes that act of kindness can be, I'll be your chauffeur to these, these appointments. I'll be that person who will get you there. If something goes on and, and you late at night and you need somebody to talk to, I don't care how late it is. I need you to call me. I need you to let me know. And I'll wake up out of my sleep. If I got to come over here, if I got to do whatever, if you need me to stay at your house, whatever it takes, I'm there. And sometimes that sacrifice is, is, can be challenging. But just imagine what's on the other side of that. If you can be the person to help bring that person out of that darkness. Because the, other, the, the flip side is always two sides. The, the other, the negative side is you don't do that. And you don't help to build up a community of, of help and, and build up that village. To where the burden may not necessarily be on you, but it's getting a group of people together. And I'm saying group, it doesn't have to be a million people because you don't want everybody because you don't and you don't need everybody in that in the business. And talking to that person and saying, hey, you know, we got this person who we're all cool with. And, and I think they would be somebody else that would be good to bring in and help with this. That way it takes the burden off of you as, as an individual person trying to work through this. But you have the, the assurance from yourself that I have somebody that I can trust and this person and the person that needs the help can trust to get them to a better place. So you can tag team it. At least there's more than one person. You know, that village is so important. But being able to show those acts of kindness, you know, it just shows that you care and that you're there for support. You know, it can be shooting a text message, saying, hey, how was your day? Could be pick up the phone. Hey, how's your day? Hey, I got some food for you. You know, I'm going to drop it off. I'm going to come over and bring some food and just sit over there for a second. We can have dinner together. Or, hey, you know, I'll, I'll come over and help you. I know you were trying to work on that project or straighten up something in the house. I'll come over there after I get off of work or whatever, and we can work on that if you want to. You know, you, and you start to figure out the kind of things that they like. And just just being there. Keeping them busy, keeping them moving, keeping them, you know, setting goals and targets and, and looking forward to things. That's important. And as again, it just shows that they are valued and they are important. Because we can say all the time, we love you, we do this and that, but sometimes the words are good, but those actions are very, very, very much so needed. Next thing is self-care. And... You know, self-care is very important and you got to encourage it. Let people know it's OK to to take a day at work, take a day off at work. I've never seen people try to save PTO for. Hey, I mean, I know people that save a lot of PTO and you say, well, OK, you saving all this vacation time, but you never take a vacation. And when you do take the time off, you just lay around. You don't do anything. You don't get away. Like self-care and well-being is is important. And really, you got to you got to if you're the person that they're reaching out to, you've got to evangelize that. There are things that if you're close to that person and if you're not asking, like, you know, what types of things do you like to do? What brings you joy? What relaxes you? What makes you feel accomplished? And you got to keep them on prioritizing that mental and physical health. Hey, I'm going to the gym. Why don't you come with me? You know, I, I, there's been times where I've been down and just like, man, I, you know, I'm just so I just don't feel like doing it. It's like something just on me. And I don't feel like working out, but a good workout would change things. It clears my head and there's something about the adrenaline and everything else that just like it, it relaxes you. And then once you have that, you can start thinking clearly and then start realizing some things. And it's, 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 it's such a big difference. But prioritizing that self-care is, is, is very important and, and encouraging people to do that. Um, you know, the other thing is, I kind of mentioned it earlier, was just offer assistance. Sometimes it's just asking, hey, is there anything I can do to help? And don't, and a lot of people say that arbitrary. If you need anything, just let me know. 
we've all done it. Hey, if you need me, just let me know. I'm there. If you need me. Sometimes you just got to be a little forceful. Like, hey, I'm going to come over and check on you a little bit later. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick up something for us to eat. What you want? You know, you want something to eat? What What, what would you like? You know, I'm going I'm to come over. Hey, that, that game is coming on. I know you like sports. We, gonna, we can sit there and watch it together. Or, you know, this new movie just came out. Let's Let's check it out. You know, just just spending time and it can be an hour, it can be two hours, it can be 30 minutes, whatever. Just that time and all that help, you know, physically, you know, any kind of assistance and sometimes just offering it. You know, and it can be offering it just for tasks, you know, certain tasks to help them get it done or, you know, getting them to resources, just things that can help alleviate those burdens. You know, you got people with kids mothers and fathers and, and grandparents and stuff like that who are taking care of kids, you know, for whatever the situation is. Sometimes don't wait for the person with the kid. Don't wait for that person to say, I need your help. Especially for people who've had kids. People who've had kids and they may be grown or, you know, they've got, they're in a different situation, different season in their lives. Sometimes you can't assume that, you know, and everybody's have kids know that, that there's those times where you just need a break and there's nothing wrong with saying you need a break, but imagine somebody who has got children in the house. They're not, they're not, you know, self-sustained where they can do things by the, by themselves. And they've got that, that burden of trying to, I'm like, I shouldn't say burden, but they have, <clears throat> they have the, responsibility of, of continuing to be parents and battling the darkness that they have. <clears throat> and that's a challenge. And we've all, if anybody that's had kids, you know, it's hard because you focus so much time on the children and you've got work, if you're working and, and you never step back to, to take care of yourself. That's where offering assistance. If you're out there, you know, I've had, Thankfully, I've had people in my life, you know, sister-in-law and different people who have offered, you know, to take care of our kids. You know, thank God my kids are, you know, are well-behaved and are well-behaved and, and people didn't mind watching them. I mean, I've had my, my I've had my pastor and, 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 you know, I've had them, my, their family say, hey, we'll keep your kids. Your kids are cool. You know, having people to say that. You know, and it's good, it's good to know, but sometimes as, as, as people, as especially support, we just got to be like, Hey, I'll keep your kids this weekend. You know, if you want to, you know, take a day to go to a spa or take some time just to even just be by yourself, maybe be careful, but you say, I know you just need a day just to relax. You might just need some time just to just to be alone and cry because you don't want to do it around the kids because you don't want them and, and you don't want them to experience that or see that. And, and, and you know, it, it's I don't want to bring them down. I don't want to put this on them, but you don't realize it. Your kids sense all that stuff. They know when you're down. Your kids know you crying. I remember a situation where I was crying one time and, and I was in my room and my kids knew I was crying. They heard me. They were concerned, like, what's wrong with dad? They was asking my wife, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, and it's, it's, and it's tough because you always, you never want your kids to, to be brought into that kind of stuff. But, you know, sometimes that, it just happens and, and it's not on purpose. So some, getting away and, and taking a break and just saying, oh, we need time, whether it's a, you know, husband or wife or, you know, there's situations where as a husband, you may want to just say, look, I'm going to send you to I'm going to send my wife to the spa to the spa. Let you have a day of just massages and pampering and just just unwind. You know, husbands, we need that time. Just to get away, maybe get a hotel room for the night and just be able to just decompose and, you know, just I shouldn't say decompose, decompress wrong choice of words just decompress and sometimes just get in the way because guess what the work is going to be there the job will be there we got pto i've got to encourage my my team members to take days off like i want i, I prioritize me mental health i prioritize balance and i prioritize those things because again from experience i know it's necessary 
So offer the assistance, help out, figure out, hey, how can I help you? Can I, you know, if it's picking up groceries, if it's coming over and helping you put this thing together, you know, whatever it is, offer it and, and be there, be present. You know, another thing you can do, we can do, I say we, we can do is share testimonies. Testimonies of your own, your own testimonies, testimonies of those that are around you. Not any made up stories, but things that, that, you know, every, we've all got stories. We've all heard testimonies, but things that will encourage people, um, and to let them know that people just like us have overcome challenges and they may be all different, but through that, they found meaning, you know, in their lives and, and, and giving them those kind of inspirational, um, narratives that, can really provide hope and show that it's possible to overcome these things. Like that's what, that's what, um, this podcast is about showing how sometimes every day, you know, you, you look at everyday average people and you don't realize what they go through. You don't realize what, what that the person that that's sitting beside you at work, that person that you, sitting by in a restaurant, the person that that served you, that person who did this, you don't understand what they deal with. That's why I try to be very particular of how I talk to people um, and how I respond to people. And, and sometimes, you know, again, it can be a challenge because of frustration and, and, and sometimes your family are the ones that get it, that, that receive it, it the most in terms of the, the negative things that, or the, bad reactions because they're there right in front of you. Now I try to be careful about how I react about certain things. Cause again, you just never know. You never know what people are going through, but being able to share those testimonies or those stories of being resilient, that's important uh, because it gives them context. Um, another thing is, you know, inviting people to social activities. And again, you've got to be careful but if you can, but if you can find things that will help people feel included, like they're wanted to be there, that like they're needed, and they you want them there, and there's other people around them, and there's other people that are helping to cultivate that environment of support, just to get out sometimes, and that can again enforce reinforce the sense of just belonging, and that they have significance in this life. You know, it's nothing like having a group of strong friends, you know, especially if you have that. And some these days it can be so hard to have, you know, a group of friends that have stuck together throughout time. But it's such a great thing when you have that, because. Again, that village, that village that I spoke about, having those people around that have different levels of experience and everybody has been there and been supportive for each other. So when there are when there are challenges in life. You know, you can go to this group of people, whether it's, you know, you know, a group of women, a group of men, you know, a, a combined group, family, not family, whatever it is. The bond that you have, everybody has this this bond of, of what brought them together as a group and they support each other. And that feeling of, of acceptance and feeling included is so important. So including people in social activities is a great thing. And then, you know, we've talked about it, but obviously, you know, seeking professional help. And, you know, you got to understand if you got people who are threatening harm or who have self-harm, sometimes you've got to stand in the gap. Sometimes, you know, you've got to intervene some way and, and, and you may have to reach out to somebody and, and ask them, how can I help this person? How can I help my friend or my loved one? How can I help them? And keep them from hurting themselves. And they may be upset at you for doing it. They may be mad. But they will thank you when they get their head back straight. When they get back to themselves. When they get the help they need. They will appreciate you. And they would appreciate the, the support and guidance. And, and as support people. Realize that we got to be taking. We got to do these things and take care of ourselves. You got to accept, accept the support. Because it's nothing like two two hurt people, you know, trying to to 
to help each other and they can't help themselves. And sometimes it just becomes a bigger problem and it can drive both parties, you know, down, you know, down this downward or towards this downward spiral. So seeking professional help is definitely important. Um, and that should always, always, always be at the forefront of things. Don't think that you can fix it with a conversation. You can talk to somebody for hours. You can buy them things. The excitement and the joy, or the, let's not even joy, the happiness of that thing goes away. It's just like buying your kids toys for Christmas. You buy them all this stuff for Christmas, and a week or so later, they're going back to playing with the old stuff. You know, dealing with your mental health and, and the challenges, you can you can do all these things. You can buy people cars and houses and give them money and, and whatever, buy the best that money can buy. You can take them on long vacations. But when you come back to, to that place of normalcy with vacations over, um, you know, you're back home. You go back to your daily routine. When you're doing those kind of things, you, 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 you go back to the old thing. That, that new thing is like, eh, it was cool for a moment, but I'm still dealing with that. So you've got you've to get to what is it that, that, what is it that I really have a struggle with and what is it that I need to work on and, and get that help. You can spend all the money in the world on everything else. People will say, oh, take this medicine, take this, do this. This is what I do. Get a professional. Get a professional and go through the process. It's well worth it. So just, you know, as I close out this episode, I just want to make sure that everybody remembers, you know, it's important. Um, you've got to approach these kind of conversations with with true, genuine care. You got to show empathy. You got to be sensitive. You can't walk up and be hard about it and just say, just do this, this, this and this, because you know, people feel beat down enough and they don't want need to be, they don't need to feel beat down by the person who, who they're, they're being vulnerable with. And as I mentioned before, you know, if you believe somebody is in like immediate danger or they're risking of really harming themselves, then you got to contact the emergency services or find a hot hotline helpline or hotline in, in, in your area. And, and I'm going to post, I'm going to post uh, one in the episode notes. So again, if anybody has any concerns, any help, you know, for companies, um, you know, if your job, they have EAP lines. Uh, I think it's the employee assistant program, you know, they but they have EAP programs that are set up to, to help get employees get the right kind of help. Your insurance, most insurances now are starting to give give money or pay out for um, mental health assistance to pay you. They will pay for um, you to get, um, you know, go to a psychologist and, and go through that process or even a psychiatrist. And, and they will they will cover that some of it 100 percent. Some of some of them will provide people for free as just a benefit. Because they realize that your physical health is one thing, but your mental health is just important. So if you're seeing the that corporations are investing in that, you should take advantage of those opportunities. The same way you would take advantage of a 401k that matches and you say, OK, I'm at least I'm at least get this money that they and get it up to where they max it, where they match it. Take advantage of those 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 benefits. It's it's worth it. That's what you work for. So with all of that, um, this episode was a little heavy on me, um, but it, it was good. I always say that a lot of times when I bring up topics and things, there are things that I deal with or that help me. And so me speaking to you and, and giving you tips and, and techniques and all those things that I talk about, it's it's a help for me. It's cleansing for me. It's, it's, you know, a healing point for me. And it's a reminder. It's me telling myself, hey, I need to do this stuff. But just remember, you are not alo alone. And if nobody's told you today or whenever you listen to this, just know that you are loved. I love you. I may not know you, may not have met you personally. 
But I want you to know that you've got a purpose. And, and truly seek out what your purpose is. And if, you're, if your, purpose is, your purpose is always going to be tied to the plan of God. And I, I, I can't say that any other different way. I mean, that your purpose is tied to God's plan. And once you tap into that, your life is going to change. And that's why it's so important. And that's why I say if you truly tap into that, then you're walking in the gifts and, and you're working in the purpose and plan that God has for your life. And when you're doing that, you are flowing. And again, that's what kingdom heirs are called to do, to flow in everything that God has for them. So get help. But also, if you if you know people, help them, even if you can't help them yourself, show them where to get help. Walk them through how to get help. You will realize that some of that you, it, it will open it up for you to say, I need to get help myself. Be the be that person that you would want. And if you can't help somebody, but get help yourself. Like they say on the airplane, you know, before you put the oxygen mask on there or somebody else, you gotta put it on yourself. Gotta take yourself you gotta take care of yourself. So I love y'all. God bless you. And we will talk again soon. Until next time. Flip.